Welcome to the Five for Two podcast with me, your host Adele, where we say no to careers where you're trading five days of misery for two days of fun. A place we discuss all things career, confidence and money moves. I want to motivate, teach and empower ambitious women to achieve more, earn more, feel more confident and enjoy the work they do. It's all about believing you can have everything you want in your career and then going and getting it. So if you're ready, let's get into it. Hey everyone, I hope everyone's doing really well. Welcome to another episode. I'm going to dive straight into this one. On my podcast episode that I did with Jazz Marfo, she said some of us have been given the wrong rules in our career and that statement, so big, so important. And I know just hearing that blew so many people's minds because they'd never thought about it in that way. The way she worded it was so perfect. So I wanted to go deeper on this topic because a lot of you are comparing yourself to people that are not even playing the same game as you. They literally have a different playbook because they are not using the same rules that you apply in your career are not what they're using. Imagine right now, today, finding out that you've been attacking your career with outdated, incorrect incorrect information. You have literally been following an old school set of rules or set of rules from your culture, from your parents, from your friends. You are following rules that have you stuck in your career. And what does that look like when you're following a set of outdated rules? waiting for pay rises or promotions, just working hard, working your butt off, doing everything you're supposed to do and just waiting for that pay rise or that promotion. Staying with the company for 10 years, even when you hate it. Not changing industry, even though it's your biggest career desire. Or when you do make a change, you're only aiming for entry-level roles. Speaking about your qualifications instead of your results. Go back to one of my old episodes because you know I talk about this a lot. When we first get qualified, that's the only thing we have to talk about. And it's great. Talk about your qualifications. But understand that only talking about your qualification creates junior results because people with limited experience, people with limited skills, people that don't know how to talk about results can only speak about qualifications and it traps you. It gives you a glass ceiling that you can't necessarily break through because you're not able to showcase what you really can do. So go and listen to that episode. One thing that you will do when you're using the wrong rules in your career is you will use gratitude to shame and guilt yourself. You will use it to shame and guilt yourself into loyalty to your company, loyalty to a company that you're not even happy at anymore, loyalty to a company that you don't even, a job that you don't even want anymore, but you will stay loyal because you will feel like, listen, I should be grateful. At least I've got a job. I should be grateful. At least they pay me every month. I should be grateful. They've been so nice to me. Yes, you can be grateful, but you can be grateful and still want more. Don't shame yourself. It looks like no self-belief. You don't believe that you can do better, so you settle for whatever you can get. And accepting those minuscule pay rises, that's what it looks like. So if you fall into any of those categories, I want you to understand that's what your career looks like when you don't understand that there is more than one set of rules. 
people are not following the old school rules and just because you follow the old school rules rules doesn't mean you're going to get the old school results that's the reason it's called old school a lot of our parents got have been in the same job 10 20 30 years hated it but did it because jobs aren't supposed to be fun that's what they told us jobs aren't supposed to be fun you're supposed to go there make some money so you can pay your bills we know better we know that you can enjoy what you do and get paid really really well so if you know better it's time to do better. When me and Jazz were talking, the reason this statement really stuck with me specifically was because I feel like I followed the normal set of rules for a while until I broke away. But I did. I was, you know, went to school, got really good grades, went on to college, got really good grades. And then at that point, when someone was like, now you go to uni so that you can get more good grades, I was like, I'm tired. I'm tired of getting all these good grades. What is it leading to? What is the outcome going to be? The outcome is I'm going to get really good grades at uni, get a degree and then go and have to get a job. So why can't I get a job now? That was that was my next question. And people were like, well, you're never going to be able to make the money you could make if you have a degree. Guess what? I make as much and more than some of my friends who have degrees. And the only difference is they have to pay back that debt. Now, I'm not saying I don't have debt, <laughs> but I have debt for other things. <laughs> they have debt for student loans that they're still paying back but they're earning the same as me. And in some situations, they're earning less. And that should never be the case. Because listen, if you know what you're doing in your career and you have a degree, listen, you should be sitting on top of the career pyramid. That's how I feel. But I know that that's not people's reality. And that's because they're following this old, outdated set of rules. Waiting for that pay rise or promotion by quietly working your ass off and hoping to get noticed, even when this strategy eventually works, because it will, sitting around waiting, eventually, if you work really hard, and you know, you're in the right place, someone will notice you, but even when it actually starts to work, you'll just get peanuts, you'll get the last crumbs of any offer, because they know you're just there, sitting in the corner, waiting to be promoted, so you'll take anything, and they'll treat you accordingly, we don't have to wait for pay rises and promotions. You get to go and tell your boss what you want. You get to go and explain to your boss, this is what I want for my career. This is why I deserve this in my career. Is there anything extra you need me to do so that you can support me to achieve this in my career while I'm here at this company? If they say to you, right, we would need to see you do X, Y, Z, then your job is to decide are they asking for too much or are you happy to do the X, Y, Z? Once you do the X, Y, Z, go back. Expect the pay rise. Expect the promotion. Have the conversations. It is okay. You don't have to wait for your yearly appraisal. You don't even have to wait for your one-to-one. When you're ready, ask your manager for a meeting. Pay rises do not have to happen once a year. Again, old rules that we've been told. I was told the same thing. You wait to be offered a pay rise. But yet, I'm the woman who's had three pay rises in one year. Why? Because I get better every day with my work. So do you. You get better, you get faster, you get more efficient, you are able to deliver better results. Therefore, your company is making more from you every day. The better I get, the more money I expect. Because the more money I make them, the more I want in return. So you haven't got to wait for the pay rise. You do not have to sit and wait for the promotion. Are you ready for leadership? Why do you feel like you're ready for leadership? Go and present your case. Go and have those conversations. Go and ask, how can I move up in my career? I'm ready for a promotion. I'm ready for more. 
set boundaries so that you're not just asking and getting nothing back in return. If you're not getting what you want, go somewhere else. Just because your current company doesn't promote you or give you a pay rise doesn't mean someone else won't. Sometimes your company likes where you are because you're doing something for them at the level that you're at. And they don't want to lose you at that level because they're scared they won't be able to backfill. Not that you won't be good enough for the next role. Companies will always get what they want from us. So it's time that you make sure you get what you want from them. Staying with a company for 10 years. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I was with my last job 11 years, I think. But staying with a company for 10 years when you hate it. Now, that's where I have a problem. You, I tell my clients all the time. Sometimes it's not even that you hate your job. Sometimes it's that you've outgrown it. You have become a big, like, you're like now a big fish in a small pond versus maybe when you started, you was a small fish in a big pond. You had loads to learn. You had loads of development, but you've passed that stage. You know, when you, you start to know more than your managers, even though they're your manager, you know more than them. You start to know more than your colleagues. You're the person that everyone turns to. You are bored, but you're staying there for 10 years because guess what we're taught? Loyalty to a company, work your way up, get to the top. Listen, I spent 10 years teaching in the childcare industry. And I left, I was a manager, great, amazing, worked my way up, you know, was working in the classroom, then a room leader, then a assistant manager, and then the manager. I switched industries and less than three years I was a manager. Because the rules are just guidelines, guys. The rules are not the be all and the end all. What if what you've been taught is wrong? That is a question I ask my clients a lot Just because you've always done something doesn't make it right. It doesn't even make it wrong. It just means that's the way you do it or that's the way you've done it or that's the way you've been taught to do it. But it doesn't mean there's not 10 other options. And when I'm coaching my clients, we find all those 10 other options so they can find the right fit for them and their career goals. One size does not fit all when it comes to your career. There are so many of you listening now that have not changed the industry, even though it's the thing you want more than anything else. You're looking at this other industry and you're like, I know I could do it. I know I'd be great at it. And then when you do finally decide to do it, you're saying, "Mm, I'm going to have to go in at entry level because, you know, I've got no experience. I've got no qualifications. Wait, you've got loads of experience. I speak about it all the time. Your current experience can be transferred to another industry. Your current experience, whether that's at management level, whether it's not, wherever you are, whether you're a senior management VP, whatever you are, you have built up skills that have nothing to do with your industry. We spend so much time focused on the industry, we forget that we've built up skills that create results. You have learned how to make companies profit. You have learned to manage and lead teams. You have learned insane processes and systems. What's that got to do with an industry? That can be utilised anywhere else. I was a whole teacher and then went into HR. And I'm a whole career coach. Guess what? My teaching experience came with me. I teach people how to level up in their career. I teach people how to negotiate and make a crap load of money. And then my HR and recruitment background means I know what goes on behind the scenes. I know what you need on your CV to, so that you can get in the room. I know how to network so that you can change industry and not have to lose money. In fact, I know how to help my clients not only change industry, but increase their salaries. You guys already know, five-figure pay rises is what we do. Anything from 10K to 40K. And furthermore, we've done more than that. I've had clients triple their hourly salary and double their yearly salary. 
whilst changing industry. Not because they've got a qualification, not because they've got experience, because they understand how to communicate their skills as results. And that one, that one's super important. We are not taught ever. I don't know anyone. And if I'm wrong, someone can correct me. But we are not taught to speak about our qualification, uh, our results instead of our qualification. We are not taught that at all. We are never taught to speak about our results. We are taught to speak about our qualifications and experience and that's it. So then if we don't have the qualification, we're like, mm, I can't move, I can't go anywhere else. If we don't have the experience, we're like, uh, I'm stuck, I can't go anywhere else. When the truth is, if we were taught to speak about results, if we were taught to show off all the things that we have done for our company, all the contributions, all the outcomes we've created, all the teams we've led to success, all the money we've made them, all the customer satisfaction, all the customer retention, how we have increased their brand reputation. If we were taught to speak about those things, we would be so much further in our careers. We would be making so much more money. Women would not have su- be so behind in the gender pay gap. Let's be real. Don't get me wrong. We live in a misogynistic world and that gender pay gap is not going anywhere. But we can close it. We can close it up a little bit just by speaking about our results. Just by letting someone know this is what I bring to the table. Furthermore, if you hire me, I can build you this table because I've done it elsewhere. But instead we'll say, oh, I've got a qualification. I've got this qualification. Guess what? The qualification doesn't help you be good at your job it gives you the knowledge it doesn't give you the implementation skills you implement that information that you've learned you get the information from your qualification and then you have to be good at implementing it and if it, that wasn't the case that would everyone who's got a qualification would be good in a specific job that's not the truth we all know that there are qualified doctors lawyers that are not as good as other qualified doctors and lawyers why because implementation is everything delivery is everything how you put that qualification into practice to help your company to achieve their goals that's what makes you stand out and that right there is a result i always 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 get my clients to work on the thought of being wrong like i said earlier because when you ask yourself What if my beliefs are wrong? What if the way I've been attacking my career is wrong? And what if there's a different way? Because you won't accept that there might be a different way until you accept that you might be wrong. And being wrong is not a time to shame yourself. Being wrong is understanding that that's just how you've been taught. That's what we've learned. That's what our parents taught us. And they've not done anything wrong because in their time, that was what was necessary. Put your head down and get on with it so you can keep your job guess what we have a little bit more freedoms than they do we have different experiences than they do I'm first gen in the UK my parents are from overseas they can only attack the UK job market with an overseas mentality because that's where they were brought up I was brought up here I was born here so therefore I understand things in a different way so it's okay for me to decide that those old rules, they're not going to work in this new age. Those old rules are not making me happy in my career. Those old rules, yeah, they get the bills paid, but they're not giving me the extras. The extras came because I decided that "Mm, maybe there's a different way. Maybe I can ask for more money. Maybe I don't need to accept these minimal pay rises and I can start saying to people, listen, 
this is what I bring to the table. This is what I'm able to do. This is what I have done. This is what I expect in return. And if they don't accept that price tag, me being able to say, you know what, I'm moving on. I'm going to go somewhere else and ask someone else. Because sometimes it's not that you're asking the wrong question. It's that you're asking the wrong person. When you realise that pay rises are not the only reward you can get at work, guess what? You can negotiate and you'll leave. Do you know how many of my one-to-one clients I've said that to and they're like, what? Because they've never thought about it. They've never thought anything outside of the salary. They've never thought you can negotiate a qualification. You can get companies to pay for a qualification for you. Yeah. If you're that good and you know how to communicate what you want, you can get that. You can get a company to fast track you on a management scheme. You can ask for bonuses, commission, dividends. There are so many other things. You can ask for hybrid work, remote working, there are so many other things. Do you want a phone? Do you want a laptop? In addition to whatever software and stuff they already give you. There are so many things outside of just pay. And what if you just haven't been told these things? You just haven't been following these rules. Using gratitude to shame and guilt yourself into loyalty to a company is another big one. And it goes hand in hand with not having the self-belief that you can do better. So you settle. Because a lot of the time we're like, I I should just be grateful. Why can't you be grateful and still want more? You don't have to shame and guilt yourself into staying where you are unhappy. You can be grateful for everything you've learned. You can be grateful for the experience. You can be thankful and then you can go and take that experience elsewhere and be grateful that you're able to do that. What if you were just grateful that you're able to go and apply for another job? I'm grateful that I'm able to do more than my mum was able to do. I'm grateful that I'm able to do more than my aunts were able to do. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I can create a better life for my daughter and I don't have to settle. So what if you move that gratitude and you stop shaming yourself? What if you believe that you can do better so that you stop settling? Remember, whatever you believe is real. If you believe you can't do better, guess what? You'll make decisions based on the fact that you can't do better. If you believe that you can do better, you will make decisions based on that. And anytime you believe you can do better and you want better and you're determined, you will not settle. You will not settle for these jobs that are not giving you everything you deserve. My program, my coaching program is called Create Your Own Lane because my clients are literally creating a career path. They are creating a career path with a new set of rules. They get massive pay rises and land manager roles in new industries because they've decided to use a different method they've been they've decided that what they've been told they should do isn't always what they need to do they realize that the ways that they've always used have got them to where they are now if you are somewhere in your career right now that you don't feel happy you feel stuck you're unsure of where to move understand that the rules you've been following need to be thrown in the air then thrown in the bin and you need to create your own lane and do it your own way Like I said, something as simple as pay rises, no one told you you can negotiate whenever, wherever you want. No one told you to research the industry and speak to people about salaries so that you can actually go in and negotiate and have an informed decision. No one told you that. They just said the pay is on the job description. That's it. They never told you what three months in you can ask for a pay rise. They never told you six months in you can ask for a pay rise. They never told you you didn't have to wait for your appraisals to get a pay rise and then have to settle for the 3% pay rise. No one one told you you didn't have to do that. 
in fact, most of us were probably told you shouldn't even speak about salary. I know I was. I was taught that you shouldn't even be speaking about money. Listen, to this day, I don't discuss my exact salary. And that's for two main reasons. I'm private about certain things. And in life, jealousy is a real thing. And you've got to be careful, even with the people closest to you. Because sometimes people are haters and they don't even mean to be. But they're like, oh, why would you be on that? And I'm not on that. Listen, jealousy is real. So I don't like talking about my exact salary. However, because I'm an advocate for speaking to people to find out what is a normal pay in this industry? Because sometimes you'll think you're on a good pay, like you're on 50, 60K for your job. And then you speak to people in the industry and they're on 70, 80K. And they're like, that's standard in the industry. But because you've only worked at one company or two companies, you don't realize that you're being, you're undercharging. You're basically undercharging for your services. Because when we go to work, we're providing a service and you're basically undercharging. So what I say is when I discuss salary, I tell people a range that I'm within. So for instance, if I was talking about salary and I was on like 80K, I'm not going to tell someone I'm on 80K. I'm going to say to them, you should be looking for between 78 and sort of 85K. That's what the industry standard is. So my salary is up in there. It's real close to my salary. But I'm not going to tell them my exact salary because that's my business. So when I say to you, a lot of people are like, I don't want to approach someone and ask them their salary. You don't have to ask someone their salary. But what you can do is if you know someone's in the industry, you can say, what is the normal salary for a HR manager? What should I be looking at? Because right now I'm looking at roles and they're offering 65. Is that normal? That's all you have to ask. Some people are going to just be like, listen, I'm on 65,000. They're happy to talk about their salary and that's great. But some people may be like me, a little bit more guarded, but I'll still tell you because listen, I don't want anyone out here being shortchanged. Anyone, friends, family, people I don't know, people on the internet that I've never met, I don't want any of you shortchanged. So I'm going to help. I will always let people know what they should be aiming for in the industry that they're going for if I have insider knowledge. Because we need to be armed with the right information when we go into negotiations. But again, no one told you you can ask for more. No one told you you should ask for more. No one told you that if you don't enjoy what you do, you can pack it in and go and do something else without losing money, without starting at bottom. Look, in the last six months, look how many companies have jumped on the no degree bandwagon. So many companies have now said, we're no longer um, making degrees a requirement for senior and management roles. When in the past, those same companies, it was essential. You couldn't work for them if you didn't have a degree. And more companies will follow. They will. More companies will jump on this bandwagon because over the last six months or two a year, so many companies have come out and said, we no longer require a degree for X position or Y position. And the reason is because they are just verbalising what a lot of us are already living. What The rules that a lot of us are already following in our career, qualifications alone do not produce the best talent. Some of us are already following those rules. Me being one of them. I first changed industry 13, 14 years ago. And then I did it again last year. Because I don't follow the rules that qualifications alone produce talent. I'm I'm not qualified in the industry that I currently work in. I'm not qualified in the industry I was in before. (laughs) The only industry I'm qualified to work in is childcare, is early years. I don't do that. I haven't done that for more than 13 years. These companies know 
that they will miss out on talent if they have such rigid criteria and that they have missed out on top talent because the other companies that didn't require a degree, guess, guess what? They got some talent and they their profits started going up. Everything started going up. While these rigid companies realised, oh, our policies aren't working. They start to realise that cross-industry experience helps them grow. Companies are looking outside of their industry for talent because they're realising that cross-industry experience helps grow profit because the people have different perspectives and new ideas. And also, just in general, finding good candidates is hard in this current job market. So companies had to relook at their policies. So, again, how much does that prove that the rules don't really exist? Because they've moved the they've moved the goalposts. They've decided, okay, these were the rules before. Everyone had to have a degree for this level of role. Now, oh no, we're throwing that out the window. Why? Because the rules have never been rules. They've always just been guidelines. And so many of you are out here comparing yourself. And you're not even playing the same game because you're not following the same rules. You see people achieving all the things that you want and you think their careers are amazing and that in some way they must be better than you. You think there's something wrong with you. Or you're somehow not good enough and that's why you're stuck in your career. When in all honesty, you're comparing yourself with someone who's following a totally different set of rules. You're comparing yourself to someone like me who's just decided that I make the rules in my career. <laughs> my career is about me and there has to be a way I can figure out to, a way to get what I want. You're not even in the same race. Because you can't be when you're not following the same rules. You know when they say don't compare your day one to someone else's day 100? Well, that's what you're doing. You're comparing the rules that you're following with the rules that over here we're following that are totally different. My career looks totally different 13 years on because them first 10 years when I was in teaching, I followed the normal set of rules. I thought there was one way. You get qualified, you get your job, you work your way up, you make some money. And then I started realising, oh, this money's not enough. So I started asking for more. And then I started realising I'm good in leadership. So I started asking for promotion. And then I realised this ain't for me, even though I've done it for 10 years. This just The job I decided I wanted to do at 16 was not the same job I wanted to do at 26. And you already know, Lazy Adele did not want to go back to school and get qualifications and did not want to go to uni or back to college. Nah, I decided there had to be a way. So what did I do? I created my own lane. I carved my own path and I created that way. I got into HR. I got into recruitment. No experience, no qualifications. Got all the way up to director level in an industry that I have no degree in. Why? Because I decided to follow a new set of rules. My best friend is the person who told me years ago that rules were just guidelines. <laughs> because she says in life, I follow the rules like I'm a rule follower. But in my career, she was always like, you don't follow the rules in your career. You don't follow the rules in some areas of your life. Because even you know, deep down in your heart, that the rules are just guidelines. No one's going to get in trouble if you decide to negotiate and ask for more money. No one's going to get hurt if you leave a company and move to another company. Companies lay people off every day and that really hurts people because people have bills, they have families, they have things and it's hard sometimes for them to find something else. When you leave and go to another company, they'll just replace you. So do what's best for you. You can decide at any time that you want to use a new set of rules, a set that actually gives you the results you struggled to get. Or you haven't even tried to get them because you thought they weren't possible at any given time. So if you're listening to this and you know that you want to make a career change, 
or you know that you want to negotiate and get a 30k pay rise because again people's going to tell you oh you can only get 3k 4k 5k why i got 15k pay rise to do the same job at the same company why because i did my research spoke to people in the industry realized that i was undercharging for my market value realized i hadn't been researching because i'd been in the company for so many years i hadn't researched how much salaries had changed in that industry uh when i did i was like you're gonna have to pay me or i'm going to go somewhere else where they will i loved it at my job 11 years come on guys you know i must have loved it there because all my jobs before that after a year two years i was out 11 years in the same company they kept me because things was always evolving and changing and there was always growth but to keep me at a certain point I was like nah the pay is gonna have to jump significantly I've got clients who are negotiating 30k pay rises one jump one of my clients negotiated 12k to stay at her current job you are an asset you can leverage that to your advantage in your career but only when you decide that you don't want to follow them old rules anymore And this is the biggest reason why in Create Your Own Lane, my clients are focused on making a way where there previously wasn't one. Where they previously thought there wasn't a way, we are focused on making a way to land jobs in new industries and add that 30 or 40K to their salary. Because when you realise you can create a whole new set of rules for yourself and for your career and for your career direction and for your money and you don't have to follow what society's told you, what your family's told you, what your friends are telling you, and you can lead and go first, when you realise that, sky's the limit I started a business when I was like 30 something my first business before I started this coaching business I had no idea about business I never wanted to be an entrepreneur but I started it and it was great and I never looked back why because the rules are just guidelines guys I think that's a great place to leave it I hope you've enjoyed this episode and if there's anything in this episode that's resonated with you and you want to talk more about it or you need that support, that support to get you in the door so that people can start taking you seriously in a new industry and you don't have to lose money. Like you don't want to have to go and do another qualification. You don't want to have to start at entry level, but you do want to change industry. You do want to add 20, 30, 40K to your salary. Book a call with me. Find out how my Create Your Own Lane coaching program works. Let's see if we're a good fit. As always, thank you for listening and I'll speak to you again in the next episode. I hope this episode gave you exactly what you needed and motivated you to confidently take steps towards your next career move. If you enjoyed it, screenshot and share it on your socials, tag me on Instagram and come join my community of amazing women working on levelling up their confidence and career. Thanks for listening and see you next time.